0: Chapter 44. Here's a memory. I don't know when it was exactly, not that long before we buried the box, not that long before everything. It was spring, but the warm kind, the kind of spring that's already trying sometimes to be summer. We went for a hike, all five of us, just up in the hills around Poplin Springs. It was something we did. We walked up the dirt trail up out out from the valley floor up to the top of the hills where we could see the distant mountains and the bends of the river and the town laid out below us all miniature. It was steep and it was long, but we could see forever up there, it felt like, and a chance to see forever is worth the work. The slopes were green with spring's rain and sun, the grass long and bright, swaying like seaweed in the breeze, the fields were exploding with wildflowers, purple lupine and yellow balsam root and little white ones I'd never known the name of. So much color, so much living, so much life up there that sometimes your eyes didn't believe it and sometimes you even had to whisper to your own heart, no it's real. It was heaven. Rodeo was there back before he was rodeo Back when he was just dad and I was just his daughter, one of his daughters. And Rose, her legs too little for the long climb, riding up on rodeo's shoulders. And Ava, long-legged and long-haired, talking with her hands. And me, back when I was Ella, just Ella. The daughter, the little sister, the big sister, the one in the middle, never alone back then. And mom, oh mom, mom with a voice like warm honey, mom with the touches that made everything better. I held my mom's hand as we walked, hers bigger than mine, soft, warm, safe. Near the top, I dropped her hand and ran ahead ran ahead of my family to beat them to the top. The sun was just getting to setting, dropping down below the mountains on the horizon. The light was coming in long sideways beams through the clouds, slanting sharp and golden through the grasses, through the flower blooms stretching up toward the sky. I stopped there in the middle of all the glory. I turned back to my family walking up toward me. Mom came first, walking by herself. Dad and Ava and Rose were farther back, taking their time talking and meandering. But Mom came first, following my footsteps, wading off the trail and into the grass and flowers to come my way. She didn't come straight to me though, even though I wanted her to. She walked off to the side just a little. Finding her own path, she stopped off by herself facing into the sunset. Her eyes were alight with the sun's fire. Her hair blew in wisps around her face. The sunlight hit her face and it was pure gold. She looked off into the distance and I saw her take a breath, a deep breath and let it out slow. Then she turned her head and looked at me, looking at her. There was nothing but green and bloom and light between us and she smiled at me, a sharing smile, a smile that was just for me. A smile that said all the most beautiful things that moms say to daughters, and I smiled back. A smile that said all the most important things that daughters say to moms. You know what? I don't think I'm ever going to see anything in my life more beautiful than my own mama smiling in the sun. I got a whole life ahead of me, but I just don't believe that I'll ever see anything more beautiful than that, and then her. I loved her so much in that moment I could barely breathe. It almost choked me how much I loved her. I loved her. That's it. That's the whole memory. That memory doesn't have any words. It doesn't need them. Chapter 45. The lid creaked open. I let it fall back until it hit the grass so the box lay there wide open. I looked inside the box. My skin went all tingly and goosebumpy. Oh man. It was there. It was all there just like I remembered it. Just like we'd left it. There was a pile of papers all jumbled together and I could see the little kid handwriting here and there, could see the crammed pictures. There were a few smooth rocks that we must have thought were special back then, and boy were they ever. I picked one up and held its cool roundness in my hand and closed my eyes and stopped breathing, just knowing that Rose had held it in her hand, had squeezed that very rock between her perfect little fingers. I put the rock back in the box, laying it down gentle as a bird's nest and picked up the top piece of paper. It was a drawing scrawled in crayon with a four-year-old's care, sloppy and beautiful. It was a picture I could tell of me and Rose. Her hair was a spaghetti mess of curly lines. Mine was done in short scribbles. We had big wobbly smiles and round ghost eyes. We were holding hands. Under the picture were a few lines of words and I remembered what mom had told us write down for each person what you love about them the words were roses but the writing was mom's rose was too small to write so she had told mom her answers and mom had written them down in big clear letters so that rose could see and start to learn i ran my fingers over one line felt the waxy crown with my fingertips and traced the words i love my sister ella because she loves me no matter what i nodded my breath hot in my throat my eyes burning and blinking Yes, I tried to whisper. Yes, it's true, Rose, no matter what. Under that paper were more. Ava's papers, my mom's papers, the pages I'd done about each of them. I didn't need to read them all now. Didn't need to read each word. I'd have time for that, I knew. Plenty of time, a lifetime of time. Besides, my eyes had gone too blurry to read. I just wanted to feel the paper, to touch all the things that we had touched together, to see the shape of the handwriting and remember the hands that had written it. I shuffled carefully through the treasures, past the letters we'd written. I found Ava's last school picture, saw her cheekbones and her blue eyes and her big crooked smile. It's funny. She always seemed so smart, so cool, so old. But now she looked, oh, she looked so young. Just a kid, just a sweet little silly kid. And I realized I was 12. 12 years old, Ava, my big sister, was only 11 when that truck swerved and tore the world apart. I was older than my big sister. She was 11 forever, but somehow she would always be my big sister. My shoulders shook. Then a little silk pouch stuck in a corner cinched closed with a drawstring. I pulled it open and turned it over into my hand, and a single swirl of gold fell out into my palm. It was a lock of Rose's hair, golden and shiny, and wound into a perfect curly ringlet. I ran a fingertip around its smooth circle. We hadn't known if her hair was gonna stay curly. Ava and me had started with curls and then outgrown them. We were all waiting to see if Rose would keep her curls, and now I guess we'd never know. I held the ringlet in my shaking hand blinked at it through burning tears. Rose would have her cur- Rose would have her curly hair forever. I slid the curl back into the pouch, pulled it gently closed, and held it to my lips. "'Hey, Coyote,' his voice spoke behind me in a whisper, my dad's voice. I hadn't heard him walk up. I pulled the breath in. I let the breath out. "'Don't call me that,' I said. But I said it asking, not snapping. There was a please in my voice, even if there wasn't in my words. I looked up over my shoulder at him. "'Not now. I'm not Coyote right now, okay, Dad?' I knew he wanted to turn away. I knew he was hurting and aching and scared and sad and broken.' I knew he wanted to turn around and walk away until I was coyote and he was rodeo again and we could just keep driving and never look back. I knew he couldn't stand to see what I'd found. He couldn't stand to see what we'd lost. I knew. I knew he wanted to. But here's the thing. He didn't. My dad nodded and his throat bobbed in a tight swallow. And he looked once. St- And he took one step closer to stand beside me and then he lowered himself to his knees next to me and then he put an arm around my shoulders and I could feel his whole self shaking and then he looked in the box with me. That's my dad right there.